Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Zach Pack Podcast. My name is Zach. Like, Pack. Now, this is part two of the Manny episodes. We're all over the place. First episode's all over the place. This episode, pretty heavy into Magic the Gathering. Um, so I appreciate you guys all listening. But if you do not like Magic the Gathering, uh, this may not be for you, full disclosure. Um... <laughs> It's just how it went down. I think I mentioned it in the episode too. I'm like, you know, unless you like magic, I don't think you're going to listen to this episode. But that's okay sometimes, you know? Uh, we actually talk about it in, in the episode too with doing things that make you happy and not just conforming to the masses of doing things for money. So, sticking to my guns, here is <laughs> the Magic the Gathering episode part two. Um, yeah. So thanks for tuning in uh, to this point. If you don't want to listen to Magic, still appreciate you. And I will see every one of your disclicks and <laughs> will cry. But that's just how it goes sometimes. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, I'll catch you on the next one, which is going to be more interesting. I'll leave it at that. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you later. Yeah. Magic the Gathering. It's a world yeah. economics. Yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, um, um, and you know, all all from you know a small little, small little company, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. You know, now converted down to Wiz Kids, and they sold stuff off to I don't know if it was Hasbro, Hasbro Games. They sold like branch off of theirs, and they originally started the Pokemon game, and I think they gave up ownership <laughs> to it. But I know they started Pokemon too, so they had Pokemon and. Magic the Gathering under their belt at one point. Yeah. So the end of the 90s, they were king of trading cards. And then, oh, it's Konami. Konami has Yu-Gi-Oh. I believe it's Konami. Um, but they have Yu-Gi-Oh. And those are the, the main three. Those have been the main three since I've been a kid. Well, Konami, they're, um, weren't they, aren't they also a uh, video? Mm-hmm. Video game. Like, like video arcade game? Uh, I'm not sure what the arcade, probably. All those companies have something to do with gaming back in the day. Like Nintendo used to be the trading, or not trading card company, but the playing card company mm-hmm. with Hanafuda. Um, so they always have some underlying what they used to do and they modified. That's the big thing. If, if companies can't modify to modern standards, they just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't even imagine how much the digital market for Magic the Gathering makes on top of paper. Oh, Because paper right. has never had any problem selling, not well, that I know so, of. So, okay, so kind of like tying back in Magic to some of your other recent uh, podcasts I've been listening to, you know, about everything being digital now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how much are people going to invest, you know, if if the world of Magic was opened. Oh, like NFTs and to, stuff? Yeah, 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 you know, like, like just open for all that stuff. Um, you know, how much would people be willing to like invest in, you know, these are your cards, you know, this is up, uploaded, you know, uploaded on your cloud account or mm-hmm. your whatever ether account. And, you know, these are your cards and you can, you know, you can do somebody in, in Europe or you yeah. know, Asia or anything else, you know. Well, they had uh, Wizards of the Coast had, it was called Magic the Gathering Online, which is separate from Magic the Gathering Arena. And I, I just learned this not too long ago because when we started talking about it, I went, oh, let me download Magic Gathering online. So I downloaded it. I'm like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm. And that is a pure digital version of the game, like purely digital. You buy packs, you buy event tickets, you compete. Everything is online. And 
what's cool with that is you actually keep all your cards. So forevermore, those are your cards. They're always online. And if they ever give up on the system, of course you would lose it. But if they lose it, they're losing a big chunk of players who've been putting money in since 2000. But one of the cool things they did is for the new current sets that they're still printing, you can redeem a box of one of every copy of everything. Nice. So you can have a full set, but you have to collect 100% of everything digitally. Yeah. And then you yeah. have it, which is kind of nice. Um, but if you kind of compare that to games and stuff now, like where NFTs are a thing, they're all shitty games. No one knows how to do it properly. But if you had a racing game where only three people in the world had the Batmobile, it'd right, be worth right. a lot of money. Or my big thing is if you compare it to... Uh, ready player one so the whole world is one place we have metaverse we have it one location you need to buy a car to get around you need to do this you need to do that literally another world at that point i think we're ready for nfts but when they're all individual projects like this you have to invest in ones you think are proper and I think I said on and, one. And who knows if they're going to be around in three years, one year, six months. Yeah, and there's there's one project, like apes, board apes, they're always going to be like, the, oh, I should have bought that ape when it was this price, just because it's the most well-known. You can talk to anyone on the street, and they probably know what a board ape is if they've looked into it, right? Um, but there's a social media guy, uh, Gary V who I've talked about on the podcast. I, I'm very fond of his work. You know, we, we both share beliefs and, you know, Everyone can come up together. You can help people along. You can be successful and be a happy, good person. And his big project lately has been NFTs. He has V friends. And he, he did an original run where he drew everything himself and just printed them out. If you had one, you were able to go to VCon, which is his convention. And it was VCon convention. That was, that was the people who were there. But he's doing ones now where it's like courtside kangaroo or courtside something. Courtside cat, I think is what it is. And with that privilege, with that, you get to go to five courtside games with Gary V. Mm. Or like, so the the ordinary ones get you into VCon, so you go to his conference. But there are certain ones that have certain perks. Those are projects you can get behind. They, they have something tangible with them, right? Right, right. Whereas... A board ape is just a piece of art, but it's a very well-known digital piece of art. So it's like, what are you going to invest in and do? And I think I said on one, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to put money into yet. I'm glad I haven't because I, I only think three or four of those projects are going to be good before we get like a full metaverse. Yeah. Because once we get the metaverse, you want a ping pong table in VR? Do you want a special paddle? That's a one of one paddle. Someone's going to pay money for it just how the world works mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's a magic card doesn't matter if it's a pokemon card doesn't matter what it is yeah, yeah. someone's gonna go i want it because it's the only one and i want to say i have it yeah and that's where inflation comes in <laughs> yeah or or as as things as things progress well, with prices. that um or as they like re reissue things mm-hmm. then you're hitting on the nostalgia that you know you've talked about on a few episodes yeah um i mean look at like uh um, look at these game systems that are coming out. Yeah, the, the retro mini, game mini systems. Consoles, yeah, you know, I mean, like you know, the like Atari. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the original ones, you had to have the console and you know all these separate ones. Well, now for like fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, you can just buy the joystick 
and it has 300 games preloaded. Mm-hmm. And you basically plug it into a USB, play it on your computer, your laptop, your TV, you know, and, and you've got them all. You know, you've got 300 games on there. And um, like you were saying with, with like, the, the Chandler and stuff, how people are, you know, people love nostalgia. People love yeah. retro going back, you know, because it brings them back to, you know, a certain time in, in their life or, or you know, just uh, just something that they loved. And, you know, they forgot how much they loved it until, you know, they, they, you know, at some point they lost the ability to play it because either you broke down, they didn't have it, or, you know, they can't find moved it. Away, moved group away, moved right, Frank Right, Frank You know, but now it's like, you know, you can say, hey, call your buddy up in, in you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, California, and say, hey, dude, I got this. You know, I just picked this up. It's just like when we were kids, we were playing this and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can do it online and get your group get your group together, you know, play online, you know, these MMO games. And, and you know, you you were talking about... uh you know, uh, uh, Destiny. You know some of these some of these games that you guys were into. Yeah, and you now just grind you can, together. And now you just it. you know you're doing it now, and it's it's easier now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, I started realizing this when I was working at the phone store, which I still haven't publicly disclosed. Um, give it a little more time out of business before I say you know little hint. Uh, but there was a girl there. She was my coworker, and she was consistently on her phone, but she was on Discord. And she had Discord friends where they played D&D and stuff like that. And they're all from around the world. But constantly on her phone, she would just be typing away, typing away, typing away. And what was really weird with that is she had a full normal social life in person. And then she had that online digital friend group. Mm-hmm. But with Discord, you know, you have your Halo group, you have your whatever group, right? They all seem like very connected to the one thing that is. But with Discord, it's just being social. Right? Yeah, it's not yeah. like, oh, we have to hop on Halo. It's like, oh, let's play Tetris. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's watch movies together. It's just like a social thing. And uh, it's from there, I'm like, I think it's becoming acceptable to have friends that you don't know or you might meet one day. And before it would be like um, Napoleon Dynamite where he's got the online girlfriend. Uh, Kip has his online <laughs> girlfriend and she comes in and it's just like stuff like that now is perfectly fine and it's 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 becoming something that's like weird but with a vr that just brings it next level because i I don't know have you tried on a vr headset yet i there was there were a couple people that i watched some of their vr gaming and stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of glad you brought that up because um it's amazing how how long vr has been around yeah like we're talking like probably 30 30 years ago. What was the wizard, the, the Nintendo movie that had it? There right? was, um, I think there was, yeah, I don't, I don't, re- I don't remember what the name of it was, but in, in Chicago, you could go down the North shore pier, which was like across the street and down the block from Navy pier. And they had a VR center in there. Mm-hmm. And, but it was the one where like, it was like almost like from, you know, some sci-fi TV show you know, you actually stepped into this ring, you know, this ring that was like, you that know, keep you in place. That like maybe chest high. So you didn't like fall over off the, off the, yeah. the platform and stuff. And you would put the headset on and you would, you would, you know, it was very limited, but it was still like this VR game thing. And, um, there's another, there's another, um, uh, game that's out called, uh, uh Battletech. I think it was originated by FASA Com- corporation. Okay. Um, and, it's basically, you know, like a, a similar to Pacific Rim where you, you know, you're 
you're piloting these these mechs, these, these giant robots, and and you're going to war and you know combat and stuff. And these were actually like like pods. You would like climb into this pod; they would seal you in, nice. and it felt like you were in this real experience. Yeah, you know. And most of the stuff was like kind of like line art, you know, similar like the Tron movies, you know, from like the eighties, and then the the the, the reboot that oh, yeah, they had it was, done. It, it's um, easy to yeah yeah. Well, but, easy to process for the computer, yeah. Right, but like the fact that it had been around so long, and now you're and like like quietly like developing all these things for the last. 30 plus years, 40 years, Shit, 40 years from the you age, know? Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, now it's like, you've got these things in your home that these things took up like, you know, huge space, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some of these rooms and stuff just for the processing and, um, you know, components are getting smaller and smaller yeah. and you're actually getting like, like reactionary things, you know, like you get hit in the chest and, you know, you wear this vest thing and now your chest is haptic vibrating, feedback, yeah. you know, the haptic feedback, you know, or, you would even said something like, you know, there's resistance. Uh, you know, when you go to pick something up, it's like you feel like there's something in your hand. Yeah. You know, and it's it's all the way. And when you look at like, um, um, like like Universal or, or Disney or Epcot Center, you know, you go to some of these rides, and it's not really a ride. It is in the fact that everyone goes to a room and they sit down and they're watching this big screen. Yeah. But you get so immersed into it that you know that the room is maybe moving side to side, but you feel like you're in space or you feel like you're on a roller coaster. It's immersive. And yeah, it, it's so immersive and stuff. And, you know, where's the, where's the end? Like where, at what point, or, or is there an end? You know, what's the, what's the final goal? Like what's, you know, how far can you go with that? Right. Technology wise. Yeah. I mean, and that really leads to the question, are we in a simulation? You know, because eventually technology becomes so good that you can simulate real life. Well, if you can simulate real life to to a perfect implication, who's to say we haven't done it already? We're already there. And that's where it gets kind of like, well, if that happened, then this. And then like the Rick and Morty episode where it goes back and back and back and back. Um, But we are, man. It's, it's, It's just crazy what they can do. And the reason I asked if you would actually gone into like vr with like a headset is because i feel now i don't you didn't get the oculus right you I, got the i did oh you did the, the the quest 2 oculus quest 2 okay and that is ran through facebook which i will say to the day i die is probably the biggest negative right now um they don't have it linked to an oculus account it's linked to your facebook account which i don't use but if i were to publicly say some things that facebook didn't agree with they could technically ban, ban my Facebook account, which bans my VR headset. Uh-huh. I'm very against that. Um, I'm very open market for games. If you're not going to produce games, I'm okay with pirating because if you're not going to make money on it, I wish to experience it. I'm not going to buy an 80-year-old console to play it. Right, Whatever. Right. I'm going to do what I got to do. Um, so with VR, the Quest 2 is the best one to get into. I still believe it even through the Facebook issues because it's wireless. Um, they lose money on each one because the technology in it, they want to get the technology out there and make money back later on. Um, it's very, very advanced. It has sensors all around it. Um, so you can do pass through. Mm-hmm. So you can literally like double tap your headset and then you can see around you to make sure you're in a safe spot. Okay. okay. Um, and there's the biggest one is there's no wire. Yeah. Cause all the other ones you have to like up to the ceiling with like an eye hook and like bring them down to your computer. Also, you don't need a computer. It's it's self standing. It's on its nice, own. Yeah. So like, 
it's fantastic because you really toss that on and then you get used to like the weight in front of you because like at first it kind of brings your head down but you you build up some neck muscle in there and uh, you're you're fine like cardio for me is beat saber oh yeah you were saying that that's boom 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 and like song after song after song you keep it going you get like your heart pumping and you're just in the zone you're just in beat saber well like there's one where it walks you continually forward which for some reason doesn't give me motion sickness but if i push forward on the button it gives me motion sickness oh okay so it's it's kind of weird you got to get your vr legs as they like your c legs um but you shoot at people who are shooting you but it's a rhythm game okay so it's like playing a song and like if you shoot to the rhythm of the song you get bonuses but if they shoot at you like a guitar hero type exactly uh, exactly yeah and it's it's just like you shoot at them and there are modes where like they shoot back at you well they aim for your head so you need to duck and move out of the way so by the time you're done with the level you've done 35 squats <laughs> and it's cardio extreme and you don't think of it like that because you're just playing a game yeah but it's yeah. such an immersive game where like you're sneaky guys <laughs> like moving all over the place it's just fun yeah um i just downloaded one but i can't play it because i don't have enough space it, it warned you when you bought it it's like you need a six by five space and every game does that and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'll be fine with my two by three or whatever mm-hmm. no nah. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be like an open area dojo and you shoot at blocks with a bow and arrow it's called hollow tip or something like that um but you you shoot at these blocks, but the second the arrow hits the block, it shoots one back at you. Kind of oh, like the same thing, so yeah. you have to duck and dive and move. But they start spawning all around you, and you're shooting, moving out of the way. You can't do it, because i got to be on my... <laughs> shooting, moving out of the way, shooting, moving out of the way, shooting, moving out of the way. And it's just chaos. And like oh. I've hit my dresser three times, and I'm like, I need a bigger area. My hand <laughs> still hurts. Uh, my arms are too long. <sighs> so, VR is just something that's crazy, and uh I'm, you've already listened to the Blake episode at that point where we just right, right. gushed over VR and oh, yeah, time, yeah. time and time. So, uh, so how many like um, how many big titles are out there, or are, are, are there any big titles out there yet, or yes. is it still kind of like they're waiting, like are, like our companies waiting for it, or is it just like this is the only VR company that's selling games? So or? let me let me preface this. So there are big games, but they're big games in regards to VR standards. So. Blake and I both agree that the next step is going to be having a publisher, like a tr- like an actual like publisher, make a game that's only for VR that is such a good experience that everyone has to play it. I believe it's already been done, but the most popular headset is the Quest 2. A lot of people aren't playing on PC. Um, Half-Life Alex is a Half-Life game mm. in full VR. If wow. I if I put this headset on you, you're gonna shit your pants. Like it's scary. Like you know how they set up like the dead bodies, the zombies right, all throughout. Right. Fuck no, I'm shooting every single one because the one I don't is gonna come and get moves, me. Right. So just every time, pa pa pa, and like, so you can have like different power. Like, it's fucking good. It's fucking good. Wow. Um, for the sake of not having a whole fucking <laughs> episode chunk just be on it, but. If we have more games that are properly done in VR, I think we have something. Yeah. But it it comes to a point where, like, I think PC-wise is going to be the best way to do it. I think the actual experience, like, example, 
Magic the Gathering. Bring it full circle again. You have magic experience by buying these starter decks we were playing with today. You have a more complete experience drafting and being at the card shop. And you have the full experience trying to compete with a $2,000 deck. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? We played Magic today. Was it building your own combo deck and doing all that stuff? No, but we played Magic. Mm -hmm. Bring it to the next step, right? So Oculus Quest has an exclusive Resident Evil 4. You can play RE4 in VR. That's fucking fantastic. You don't need cables. It's all ran from the headset. It's a $40 game. Sure, it's an older game, but they did it in VR. If you want it, there it is. If that game sells well, we'll probably get more ports. The more ports that start doing well, the more full games we'll get. And that's that's what yeah, yeah. is kind of well, and, and then hence the companies um, losing money to sell the stuff to get the experience out there. Yes. Because um, I'm, I'm assuming, too, that they would have, you know, records of like all the people that are like online at the time or playing it oh, or, or I guarantee and, you Meta oh, has man. my exact tracking data and yeah. like uh, one of the line outlines of my room and what area I'm playing with. And it sends back to it. Um, your phone is sending shit to Google right now telling us what we're talking about and stuff. Yeah. Like that's we, not a secret. Anymore. We were, we were, um, we were at a, a party uh, Saturday and we were talking, um, uh, New Holland Brewing Company. Oh. Um, they make the Dragon's Milk, uh, Bourbon yeah, yeah. Ale Stout, and stuff like this. I've had that one. Yeah. They're, um, they're releasing, and the uh, the pre-sale date was only like um, April 2nd to the 4th or something like this, just this last like this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And you had to pre-order it initially um, to go up there to uh, uh, to purchase it. Wow. But you had to go actually go to the brewery in, in you know, New Holland, Michigan. That's kind of cool. You know, in order to pick it up and stuff like that. But... You know, it's like, you know, they're, they're branching out and, and they're, they're getting the word out there and that's what companies need to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it all ties back down to morality versus the payout. <laughs> if Google doesn't care if they're listening to your conversations, there it is. Yeah. But yeah. I will say that people have reported from like Amazon and Alexa that they have listened to people having sex recording through their Alexa because it accidentally triggered mm-hmm. having these pieces of technology makes your life fun, maybe a little easier, but you're sacrificing yeah. your privacy and your just, just yeah. in our, um, when we were up there, just in our speaking about that, maybe a half hour later, maybe, um, Thor, the other buddy, um, he says, yeah, he says, he says, yeah, tell me they're not, they're not checking on this because the first ad that popped up was a bourbon ad mm-hmm. for some, for some bourbon company. Yeah. And you're not going to get those unless you're oh, no, booze. No, exactly. Exactly. And, um, I was with my, uh, um, my father-in-law or my, my stepfather and, um, there was a picture of him from the army mm-hmm. you know, when he was, when he was back in the army and he was holding a certain type of gun and I asked him, I'm like, oh, is this this model gun or whatever. And he says, Oh yeah. And we talked maybe two minutes on that. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple hours later, I, I, he had mentioned something and I said, Oh, I says, I got to show you this video. And I opened up Facebook and go to on there. And what's the first video that popped up was some guy in Southern United States, uh, uh, 
demonstrating and showing this exact gun that we had just yeah. talked about two hours earlier. Yeah. So yeah, so it's 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 there. You know, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I mean, what are you going to stop? I mean, morality with everything. Now that we have the option to opt out of things on Apple devices, you know, we both have iPhones. Yeah. Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call them, has lost a ton of cash because they're not getting the same data they were originally. Right, right. They they state now that their advertising isn't as efficient, and they can't really do anything the about shotgun it. Shotgun approach now; they just throw anything out there and. Well, that's how it was back in the day. At. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have any of that shit planned, and now Google Trends and all that. Yeah, and, and companies like you know, DuckDuckGo, who are supposedly like, oh, like private browsers, it's like a privacy browser. You know, I mean, computers with the VPNs, you know, stuff like that. That's. And, Again, you can believe to a point, you know, that they're doing the right thing for you. Um, if it is or not, it, it's kind of up for debate. But the belief in having... Follow the money. Follow, follow the, yeah, the money. Follow the money. See where they're getting everything from. But you also have, I believe that people do good things and find a way to make it profitable enough where they can operate. Yeah. And the bottom line is if, if they're not making money on it, they're not going to keep doing it. Um, you know, there, I mean, it costs money. I agree. The, the, you know, the companies that rebrand themselves, they'll mm -hmm. change the name. They may have, you know, 150 locations around the United States. It's costing them big money to like take down the names off the stores and hire a company to put up a What's new, for money? new name. Yeah. yeah. So there's, Look they're not, the gyms that right. Do it. They're not doing the, the it gyms, for, um, example without giving free advertising, um, workout place one. Right, they'll make sure that their name when they change it in two three years, right before New Year's Eve, is now Workout Place Two. Right, keeping yeah, right, right, the right. same letters or the same something. Right, and then they just scrap it and just go uh, WP Two or WPT Workout Place Three. Mm -hmm. So now it's like oh the initials. Now it's something completely different, but it's so similar to what it was, and it's like it's how it is. They do that because they have a negative connotation with previous company. Yeah. It's the exact same company with a rebranding, but they'll have, I guarantee you they know the number. We'll get 40 to 60% of people back in the second we change our name. Yeah. They, they have yeah. to know that number before they make a, a move like that. Yeah. And, they, and, and they're like still, and some of them are still close enough that they still, even though the name may have changed, they still have that brand recognition. Yeah. And certain people yeah, will just same colors stay and stuff, with yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's wild, and when one does it, you notice they all do it too. Mm -hmm. It's like a copycat thing because it just it fucking works. Yeah, it's nuts. FOMO again mm -hmm. on a corporate level. Yeah, it's nuts. And then they just reprint the same cards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. all back to magic. Yeah, it's nuts. But uh, no, this was uh, this was good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of fun getting back into something that. Uh, you haven't done it in a while, and you know when you get that same kind of you know oh man if he can get that going, you know it's like I can't wait to get back into that or try that again. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you find yourself up, you know, at three o'clock in the morning in Florida, and it's like I, I gotta go to bed. I have to sleep. I have to sleep sometime. Chandelier. When I was building my red deck, because I started with green, and I moved to red black or no just black like swamps, mm -hmm. and then I went red black because uh, sedge troll combos really well with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Demonic Tutor, because who doesn't want to search their deck for a specific any card? Yeah. And then Fork Lightning. 
and red, then lightning balls. So I mean, black, so fun. red is just like, just I need more throw ones. stuff at your face. I always hated facing I mean, aggro you know, because light. I used to play control green. Oh, now that oh, I'm yeah. playing red, yeah. green. Yeah, the, I mean, you couldn't talk, you, like <laughs> you. You were excited, so excited about getting the green. Oh, my green deck, my green. And then you're like, I kind of got rid of the green now. Now I'm into the. Well, I did know. black because black had such good removal. Yeah, and then I'm like. But red has lightning, yeah, and fire. Oh yeah, you know, a terror. Fire. You know, two, you know, two black, two black lands, and it removes any creature. Yeah, any non-black creature. Any non-black, non-black, creature non-black or artifact. artifact creature. Terror. Yeah, See, look at us. It's just you know, it's nice. It's good stuff, and and they have so many. Um, I think blue. I think blue to a point has a lot of. They hit you with like. Oh, you want this? Okay, you're gonna pay for it now. I I used to hate. Oh, I, I used hate to hate those. blue. I hate those. And in this playthrough, Chandelier, full disclosure, I'm selling all white and all blue. Like I just I oh, don't yeah. have enough space yeah. in my backpack. Yeah. So I said I'm, I'm literally dumping them. Um, I don't want to play them at all. So I can make a green red deck. I can make a black red deck. I can make yeah. a red deck. I had forgotten that you had the three. You had the three optional. Like, like, you know, you've got your same pool of cards to draw from, mm-hmm. but you could put together three separate I was very decks. happy with that, too. Yeah. Because I thought I had to get, like, extra cards and, like, only use the, the, right. the power nine in one deck. But you can, it lets you kind of, like, play multiple Fiddle copies with, it, right. with one, which is nice. Um, so, like, my Demonic Tutor is in both my black and my black red deck, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, my only issue is I want to go 40 card, mono oh, red. so hard. It's... To cut down. Yeah, but if you think about it, if if the max an enemy is going to have is 20, if I'm doing my job right and, like, playing enough and grinding where I'm getting to the point I need to, mm-hmm. and I can guarantee draw Demonic Tutor, get the Fire Gauntlet, or the, what's the Gauntlet called? Gauntlet of Might or something. Yeah, or... Gauntlet of Might. So my people who don't know magic, they're going to be so lost. And it, we sound like such nerds. Oh, I don't man. give a fuck. And, uh, I get the uh, Gauntlet with it... four mountains. Or Badlands, because yeah. those count as double with right, red, too. Right. And well, plus two, you, you got the... Is you it, get the fireball out. You got is it mana surge four or, lightning or balls, four lightning. It's an enchantment you throw down where it, it, it basically doubles any land card. It gives you, like, double the mana. I think it's mana... I don't know if it's mana surge I don't know if that's red, though. I, I, I think it I know is. Red, I think red has a card that's destroy all planes, and red has a card that's destroy land. Right. Um, but... But the, yeah, you, my base strategy now is toss out one of the gauntlets with a soul ring. Nice, yeah. Toss in, well, f- first perfect turn for me right now without my, like, aggro goblins, the, the flying goblins and stuff, mm-hmm. is is uh, turn one, mountain or bad land, soul ring, turn two, gauntlet, <laughs> turn three, chaos. <laughs> If I ever have that combo, it's I'm just going to record it because it's just amazing. Profit. Profit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just so good. And a 40-card deck when you only plan on playing six turns isn't yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, cool. Um, you know, uh, four lightning bolts. Four lightning balls. Um, probably two to three of those goblins. Um, Badlands and stuff. And, I mean, at that point, if I just do mono red, like... Yeah. Maybe 18, 18. I probably can get away with less with Soul Ring and the God, right, Gauntlet. Right. Call it 14 and everything else just burn spells. Yeah. And if, and if you've and got. Burn everything. Throw in three, fire, four moxes or whatever. Fire. I don't and have the, the Mox Ruby yet. I haven't found oh, it. Oh, okay. I need it. But do I? Because I have Soul Ring. But in this 
modified deck that I have that if it goes longer because my stuff isn't coming out quick enough, um, I have Wheel of, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, right, right. Which lets me, for three red, get rid of my hand and draw seven new yeah. cards. No, that one's just discard and get seven new. Okay. Um, I also have the other one that's discard your hand, get up to what you were at. So I have very good shuffle, demonic tutor, and then I have that's mana nice. ramping. It's yeah, it's just insane. Nice. And mono red, it's just nuts. I just, I need to find somewhere where I can grind out red cards. And yeah. I think that's all the way in the top right. But every time I start venturing up there, something pulls you back. Something down. pulls me down, and I got to go yeah. back and fix something. And then by the time I go in east and west, I don't. Well, go and, and the nice thing too is, is if you can, if you can get two of those gauntlets, mm-hmm. and, I have to. and get something where get like wall of fire or like one of the dragons where any extra red yeah you just you just tap into their fire breathing and you're not getting hit with the overage of you know mana spill oh yeah well i have the because it's black red right now i have the cherry and ants or sherry and oh ants. so i well yeah think of this like double gauntlet man double it's so it's double gauntlet so every every red counts as three, three. instead of one yeah that's crazy soul ring gives extra two cherry and ants is every Every one man, every one man, it's regardless. One one. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, oh, there's a 15, 15 or fifteen, sixteen creature. Yeah, that's insane. And it's just it's going ham, um, because I was using Frozen Specter for a while. This is for people who don't know. Yeah. Just listen to the nerds talk. Zero I don't care. One. Uh, yeah, it's it's a zero one, but it's a one one with swamps specifically. Right. The carrying ants are just better versions of it because yeah. it's zero one with any mana. And I noticed that and I'm like, I'm going to throw this in with my mana ramp red. Yeah. And because the sedge trolls make sure I live because they're two twos, three threes if I control a swamp, four fours if I have one of the gauntlets, five five if I get both out. Yeah. That's and crazy. at that point, it just gets crazy. Um, like I have cards that I can remove too. Like uh, I think it's Black Knight where it's the two two protection from white. Yeah. It's and if first, I do have strike. two swamps and if I don't have two swamps in hand, it's just not worth the early hands. Yeah. And that's what you do. You tweak your deck a little bit and figure some stuff out. Yeah. Well, that's that, that crazy deck that I built the white, uh, white green or white, white blue. It was white blue. And then I threw a couple other things in there cause I had the double lands. Mm-hmm. So like the other colors were just incidentals. Like, like I think I only had two different blue cards. Yeah. You know, like counterspell and, and control magic. And, you know, but then it's like, okay, well I've got, I've got like 110 cards in here. I'm like, yeah, I can't. That's, you know, some games you're just like, you're he's done in three turns. Other games. And then other like, games it's like you're you're starving for land. Mm-hmm. So that's like, oh, okay, well, let me drop it down to 100. Well, let me drop it down to 80. Let me drop it down to 75. Yeah. And you kind of streamline it, which is what I think is so nice about about the Chandelier game is you've got that, you know, you can, you can change it on the fly. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, okay, this isn't working. Let me do this. Yeah, and it like you said, a save point is worth so much more than gold. Like if you save right before you go into a dungeon, it's not something you expected, or right, right. It just helps out a lot. And when I do play through it, I do want to do it legit, mm-hmm. um, because like there are specific items in there where it's like change your antsy card, or like oh yeah, swap yeah. your deck out in and, the middle, and, and it's and like surprising. There's a lot of those. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. I think there's at least three in black. That are, are, you know, discard is if you're not playing for anti or yeah. discard, you know, oh, this is, you know, the the, the pact or something. So it, I think it would be nice to play it officially, but I feel like it's got to stop throwing bullshit at me before I can do it. 
or I have to know, pardon, mm-hmm. I, I will phrase this properly. I have to know what the bullshit's going to be thrown at me before I frustrate myself with the game without saves coming in. Right, right. Because to a point, yeah. But like I can go in with that aggro deck and just get shit on. Or I can go in with my control green, which is why I stopped playing it, and have three health, but I win. But if life carries over in the yeah, dungeon, right. I'm screwed. So I think the fact they give you three deck slots for different situations too means that they don't want you to just play one thing. They kind of want you to experiment yeah. and try. I feel with the saves coming, and especially you can only have 500 cards in person at once, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a lot, but let's say you want to run a card. You need four variants or four versions of that card or four copies of that card. Yeah. Like my mom, well, the mono red deck I want to make four lightning balls, which I own, four lightning bolts, which I own. And then let's say you want an extra one in case you lose it in anti, you're only going to be able to run probably two decks successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need four copies of everything anyway. Um, unless I, there's something that like lets you expand your bag storage or whatever. I've just been throwing away. I'm not throwing away, but like selling the, the white and the blues. Right. All the ones you're not yeah. planning on using at all. Yeah. And um, what was that card? You said uh, the artifact Triskelion. Oh yeah. Fantastic card. Oh, I love that card. Fantastic card. It. It's just, if, if you're going late in the game to burn, like I just, I have two or three in that mono or not mono red, the red black deck because you can just, there's three damage right on the board. Yeah. It's yeah. like a free light. And, and especially, bolt. especially if you know, like, like you, if you're going up against certain decks, um, like for some reason, certain decks love just throwing out. I think, I think green, green has got like a uh, green and white have like a ton of like one, one, zero, one, two, one mm-hmm. car- you know, creatures. And you know, if you know, you and they're, and they're low cost. They're like one to put out or one base color and a, and a colorless. And, you know, you could have walls up or whatever, but, you know, he, if he gets in two rounds, if he gets, you know, four creatures out, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, okay, these are all ones. It's like, okay, well, finally I get to Triskelion out, and it's like the same round you put pew, them out pew, there. Pew, yeah. Pew. <laughs> okay, there's, there, there's, there's three gone, and I still got a one-one creature. And it's like, okay, oh, here's my second one. And there's, in two turns, you can get rid of six creatures. Yeah, he's nuts. And it's, it's pretty much a versatile fireball. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. To a point. Specialized like, like a... Yeah. Like, you can have a 4-4 four, four creature. Leave Pinpoint fireball. Well, and if he gets destroyed, too, what do you do? You just dump the three tokens yeah. you have on him, and you're just like, oh, there's three damage anyway. It yeah. works. Yeah, and then and then hit him, hit, hit the, the player. Just go for face. Right. <laughs> this is me being an aggro player now. Yeah. Aggro is so fun. Um, and that's coming from a control player. Maybe it's just because I hated aggro so much back in the day that I'm just like, I hate it. I don't want to play it every mm-hmm. time. And now I'm just like, fire. That's <laughs> all I want to do, but... It's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's fun getting back into that because uh, you, you kind of forget about that. And um, like I said, I, I've got like, and this is probably, this is probably ten years ago, 10, 12 years ago. I know I've got like, uh, for those that can see, I've got like card boxes on the table. <laughs> for those who can see, for those who can see, which is you know, <laughs> Zach. Um, I've got like five of those with like all magic cards. Yeah. You know, and I've got like one for each color. And then, like, in the beginning of them, I have, I kept the deck boxes. And those are, like, the decks I've used for those specific ones. Nice. And then I'll have, like, a couple boxes where it's just mixed cards. And it's, like, these are ones that I'm kind of playing with. I feel what I'm going to do when I start slowly collecting everything, I want to have a frame, um, a frame of Hall of Fame. 
a hall of frame, if you would. Because uh, nice. it's going to be in a frame. Nice that was on the spot. Um, but cards that just, from like one draft, to, like mean something. Need to like little, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, copywriting that one. You oh. Know, ding or something like that. That's <laughs> and that's mine. Yeah, I don't have, I just. Okay. Okay. That works. Uh, but I want to have like, um, I was talking about how I used to play in high school. And this guy's like, you mentioned Liege of Tangle twice already. Do you still own the copy of the card? I'm like, nah. He's like, go buy a copy of the card. Like, that's your pet card. That'll always be your favorite card, no matter what you do. Mm. I'm like, all right. Actually, how much is the Liege of Tangle? Watch, it's like $80 or some shit. Nah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't really played competitively, so it should be cheap. Um, but something like that would be fun. And keeping the same decks that I would run in, in I mean, I don't want to have to buy multiple sets of the same cards or whatever. But I would like to keep the heart of the deck the same. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm running like something fun, um, I'll keep the combo pieces together, like uh, in the Hall of Frame, uh, the two combo pieces of the deck together, and then the whole deck. I don't know, probably piece it out or whatever. But having the collection over time, I think that's so fun because you can go back and listen. Like, remember when this shit was overpowered? Remember when I used oh, this yeah. 80 times in a row on you? Like, it's just fun. It's yeah. just fun. And and for for all of the, uh, um, reg- I don't want to say regret. Oh, yeah, I'll say regrets. Oh, no, I'm not going to say regrets. But for all the times you wish you had, like, some of the older stuff, um, the nice thing about the game is it's almost any price point. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can you can go as basic as you want to just get together with your friends and to have, you know, uh, a competitive day of, you know, throwing cards at each other. Um, or you can go as high as you want to go. I mean, you had said that you were at the one, and it was, you know, the decks were anywhere from, you know, 400 to 2,000. Yeah. It's it's nuts. And, I, I mean, we kind of talked about it before, but because you can play the cards for ever essentially because mm-hmm. those cards aren't going to get banned. It's the new cards that are getting banned. They're worth so much because you can play them indefinitely. Yeah. Like imagine if you had um, like the horsemanship one. I told you they were playing commander who has horsemanship to stop horsemanship. Nobody. So that card is completely broken in some instances. Um, or they're like certain combo pieces. Like once it's discovered, both pieces of that combo skyrocket in price you're literally playing the stock market with cards you have pretty much to justify right, you ha- right. that, hey, like having them like this card right here worth $800. Will you ever sell it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's like, but it's fun. Yeah. And one thing with magic too, that the people who have never played magic and are still listening, congrats for making it this far. I appreciate you. But the artwork is fantastic. Oh yeah. And yeah. obviously I'm new into magic. So I was looking up some videos, well new to playing consistently coming into magic. And I was looking up some videos on like how to properly spend your money or how a new player should spend their money. And like one that popped up was like, how do you want to invest in cards in 2022? Not financial advice, but if I had $10 to it, it, you know, put money into magic and try to get my value worth, how would I put my money? And they had a $10 budget, they had a $50 budget, they had a $100 budget, a $500 budget, and a $1,000 budget. And 
I believe it was the $500 budget. And they're like, don't even buy anything cool. Like that you think is going to be a crazy card. Don't buy that. Buy the full art land that's in uh, Kamikawa, the new set, because it's Japanese style full art lands. Oh, nice. And he's like, they're $3 a piece right now. Buy 33 of them, each one. You're coming in just over 500 bucks, I think is what it was for. Like, it was a little under $3 a piece. And that's going to double in value in the next year. Two years max. He's like, if in a year it's doubled, I guarantee it. And I checked out the price and they're all $3.50 already. Mm. They're really nice, beautiful pieces of work. What I'm happy with is the ones that I like, they came from like a heavy metal set not too long ago. They're full artwork but they're black and white, um, like, you know, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the black and white, heavy metal drawn lands. Those, from what I know, aren't super, super expensive. And if, you know, I get there and I want a full set of lands just to rock, that would be one of the ones I would buy. Um, so but, let's see. So the game, the game store is five minutes away. If we leave, <laughs> if we leave at... No, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you up there. Right? We just go. Let's see. 44 cents. Wow. Compared to $3, that 44 cent one isn't bad at all. And they're uh, they're pretty cool looking. I can show you because you're in front of me. But um, I I always have a weak spot for like oculate art or oscillate. Like, isn't that an animal? Yeah, I think it is. That's not what I mean. You know, <laughs> like the old like line art? Yeah. Um, like reverse, like, uh, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is like a sketched out, like black and white, like charcoal art, charcoal art, or like the, the one I'm thinking of is like the line art that has like the definition lines coming out of it. Like, or like really thick comic book lines from like the Mm -hmm. old, old ones. Those are, that are, are always sticks with me. And the fact that I can probably get 33 times five. Well, well, it would be 33 times 50 cents times five. For $100, I can have lands for the rest of my life that are cool looking and I really like them. That's not bad. And then again, obviously they're going to go out of print. So eventually over time they will gain value too. But it's the eye of the holder. If I want to play magic and I want those to be my lands, they can be my lands forever. Yeah. For 100 bucks, I don't think that's bad. No. Um, the last thing I did want to mention, we're almost at two hours. Time flies. Wow. This might be a two-parter too. Fuck it. Why not? Uh, <laughs> it's like we got a little bit of magic, anti-distance, I can't say that word, anti-distance-establishmentarianism. Thank you. That, and then I don't know what else, but then this could be part two. Um, I've looked into doing a drafting cube. Cause I, I heard you mention that. The first day we talked about magic, I said, you know what I want to do? And you're like, no. And I'm like, I want to get together a deck of cards or a big box of cards that we can just pull out of and have fun with and make decks and like pretty much have the experience of limited without having to spend tons and tons of cash. Right. And they do that. They do that. And there's actually one version of magic I never, I didn't mention earlier. It's called Popper. <clears throat> Popper format. Commons only, baby. Oh, nice. Commons only. So yeah. everything is super cheap. 
but you can still run aggro decks where it's like yeah, yeah. fire and like stuff <laughs> like that. So like you can have a, a, a drafting cube, randomly shuffle the cards, put them into Ziploc bags or like they sell like for 30 bucks, you can get like 30 of them mm-hmm. plastic, like the deck boxes, pass them around, do a full draft and have unlimited fun with that forever. Yeah. yeah. And just put this popper 2022 draft box. Hey, remember we had a good time drafting out of that box. Do you guys want to get together this weekend and draft? Yeah. I want to draft. Let's draft infinite. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing is you got to pay for sleeves, but like that's 30 bucks. The cards are probably going to be a hundred bucks, but for 150, 160 bucks, come on. It's like infinite. What price you put on happiness? What price can you put on happiness? Compare that to like, it's a board game. You, you don't, you have to individually buy pieces, right? Someone who buys a car exhaust or like tricks out their car's wheels or whatever, like not calling anyone in specific. I, Whatever, you know, um, you remodel your kitchen. You, I don't know, something fun, right? Mm-hmm. If, yeah, remodeling kitchens is fun now. I don't know, fuck it. But you do something fun with your money. And typically that's like, just poof, money's gone. Oh, right, right. You can always go back and play Magic, baby. Yep. And this is me just playing for a week, and I'm already like, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> it's It just, it took a little bit of me like, poof, just that little push yeah because i i feel the life of me it again you know like you get that sense of like what am i going to get what am i going to get well even opening packs is cool and it, it helps that like i had a good land and then the pity pack i got i had a good card in it mm-hmm. so it kind of helps that like i've gotten decent pulls but i mean just buying individual packs is not a good financial decision it really isn't, right, but that's right. how you get the most money if you potentially want it. Right, for your buck. So it's like the game of Magic on its own is fun. I do not need to spend $2,000 on a deck to have fun right now, and I can't see myself. I told Alex, I, I well, she said she was going to screenshot it, and hopefully she did, because if I said, if I ever spend $2,000 on a deck of cards before you and I have a home... <laughs> I, what did I tell her? I think I think he said she can disown me or something like that. I'm just like, yeah, I'm fucking, I can't believe it. Because, yeah, I called that card shop. I'm like, yeah, I'll show up like 50 bucks. We can make something. They're like, um, minimum's 400, buddy. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I, I'm going to try to pull up that, uh, that message right now. I don't even know where it's at. But here again, going back to that, going back to that price point, mm-hmm. um, you can be as as invested or vested as you want to be on it, and still have fun. You know, you might not be able to get into the tournaments you want or mm-hmm. the tournaments you thought you wanted to be into, um, uh, but it's it's, and I think that's what the concept of any game. You know, the games usually are not the games themselves. I mean, obviously, the theme of the game is you have to have some kind of interest in or... or yeah. But, it, you know, it's it's like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, I love that You know, and, and it really is. You know, it's like the people around you, you know, who are have. I mean, you could be playing, like, the best game of all. But if you're playing with a bunch of, you know, idiots around you or... or and it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. Or if you're the one who feels like you're not getting anything out of something, you know, it's just like, well, this was a waste of three hours of my day you know and you know other you know otherwise you could be 
you know, laughing, joking around about stuff, going back and forth, and you're like, wow, it's been three hours? I thought it was like like an hour and a half. I mean, two hours just flew by. And the last, genuinely, I wanted to end the conversation at like an hour 15, and it just went by. You know, that's what happens. I think we have enough cutoff points where it work out to split into two, but time flies when you're having fun, yeah. right? And right from the get-go, I posted a reel today. I told you short-form content is just... Mm-hmm. It's too powerful. When you can post something and get 18 likes right away and like 500 people see it when you have 60 followers. Get that endorphin rush. Yeah, it's too powerful. I think it's too powerful, but it's how you grow things now. And uh, I said, you know, I'm going to record a podcast right now because podcasting makes me happy. Do what makes you happy. Like these are just simple statements that people are like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's, it's what it is. Um, there's a YouTuber that I started watching and this is where I started learning that short form content is powerful because even before YouTube shorts were a thing, people who did short form content that got more views and more sends and more likes started rotating around quicker and you start seeing more of their videos and more of their videos and you start following them. Well, one of the dudes, um, I think it's pro ZD. Um, I think that's his name. He, he does, he did sketch work and sketch comedy and he wanted to be a voice actor. So he would do these voluptuous voices of, mm-hmm. I, as I voice crack. Cause we've been talking for two hours more than that. Cause we talked beforehand. I'm supposed to do a podcast after that. I don't think that's happening. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. It's getting that time. It happens. Uh, but you set yourself up to do what you want. And he's like, guys, I've voiced more video games than I ever thought was possible in my life. I have everything I need. I don't need to do sketch work anymore to get attention. Like at the time I thought that was fun in the future. If I think it's going to be fun again, I'll do it. But until that point, I'm going to do what I love to do. And he's a big board game guy now. Wow. I just watched a review. He, cause he's been doing board game content. Um, a company reached out to him and sent him a $2,000 gaming table where he's got, it's like, a kitchen table mm-hmm. that sounds simple enough to say but it's got chunking out pieces like interconnecting pieces that you can put on top as a dining table right 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 that lock yes. into place with magnets yeah that's that's been a huge um it's been a huge thing lately in the last yeah. you know several years and stuff you know for for those that, that you know picture picture your regular dining room table um but it has removable center sections and then underneath and you kind of have like it would a, drop like maybe six inches yeah. or, or six, five, six inches and stuff. So you could literally set up like, you know, these board games and be able to, oh, dinner's ready. Oh, okay. Let's put the top back on. Mm-hmm. And now it's a dining room table again, you know, and, but they've, there are companies that are making these, but they range anywhere from, you know, 800 to three, $4,000 on yeah. some of these, you know, but a lot of people are putting up, you know, Here's a DIY thing. Here's how I did my table. Yes. You know, I spent $350 on it, on material and time. You know, it's like, here's how I did it. And there's a video of him putting it together by, you know, himself. And, okay, well, we did this. And we realized afterwards this was a mistake. So we had to take this off and redo it. But there's so much out there for that. And, yeah, those those tables are beautiful. I love DIY communities, too. Mm-hmm. Because it seems to be the most helpful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like they're, genuinely they're doing like, things that they're passionate about, right? It, it all comes down to it. And everyone who's listened to this podcast knows like 
man, you can you can tell. Like you've yeah. been listening to a lot of episodes recently, back to back to back to back. If I didn't like doing this shit, I wouldn't be able to make something every week. Or, you know, the original plan was to cut episodes down in half at an hour and do two half hour episodes. When I came back, and it's like it's so hard to cut off a conversation that's flowing. It's like I don't want to do that. I'm just I'm yeah. gonna put out content that I like, and if people like it, they're gonna like it. Like I'm not trying to go out of my way and get a million people like falsely. Right. If I'm going to hop up and be like, I'm the most positive dude there is today because I get to do this and I'm happy because I get to do it. And if podcasting becomes a career, I'll be happy doing it. Do something you love and you'll never work a day, another day in your life. And I thought that was bullshit at one point because at that point it's like, all right, well, I like doing this. Now it's a chore every day. Not if you record a podcast, like this is fun. I've, I've found it. And, uh, I don't know. I don't be fake and you won't attract fake people. Right. So even if I get, let's say at one point in the podcast, which quote me if this ever happens when I get like a million subscribers to some bullshit, right? Completely randomly. But I do this shit now for 20 to 50 lessons. Right. And when I get 50 lessons, it's pretty hefty based on the person who's doing it, sharing it and stuff like that. Yeah. And slowly over time, I've gained additional followers and stuff like that. Slow, continual gains over time equal great things later on. So if I'm willing to do it for 20 to 50 people because I love doing it, right? And this suddenly stops at 3,000 people and I can't break over 3,000 people. That's when you get into a fight with another podcaster and yeah. then hope that he'll he steal some of their like, listeners. Hey, this, this guy out of uh, Illinois is like talking smack about you. We <laughs> got to listen to this. Check the, this out. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? Uh, but man, I would do it to the day I died. Yeah. 3000 people. I don't care. And that's what the YouTuber is doing. Pro ZD. Um, I like board games now. I'm going to do board game reviews. Yes. The, he's got millions of followers. He's like, a lot of you are here because of my sketch stuff. And a lot of you don't watch my board game stuff. And that's perfectly fine. The people who are here for the board game stuff will watch. And if I feel like doing Q and A's or voiceover stuff and stuff, that's what I'll do. But the YouTube channel was never centered around me doing things to get followers or do things I didn't like. And it's yeah. genuine. You can tell from him that it's a genuine thing. If that's what it that's what it comes down to, where I do DIY stuff or how to run a podcast stuff or anything, it's because I'm going to love doing it. Yeah. And that that's all it is. Well, congratulations on your... 40 whatever episode because 46 probably 46 probably yeah, yeah we can split that it's been a um it's been a nice ride man two episodes with one recording Sweet. <laughs> but yeah it's always fun thanks for hopping on hey no problem thanks for listening to the last 20 some episodes yeah oh, you got yeah, me 20 just, cents just binge there man go. binge 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 and by the way liege of tangle 99 cents Gonna buy one. There you I, gotta, go. I gotta buy one. Maybe it's my original one. It came back full circle. <laughs> we'll never know. These are my initials. I put these on here 20 years ago. <laughs> Any closing statements? Anything you want to say? Uh, you know what? Keep up the great work. Um, I, I mentioned this earlier that, uh, you know, these last several episodes, uh, I think having, um, I like the format where you have multiple people on or at least different people on because I think it breaks up some of the um, 
like the you back know, and the, forth. The thought back, yeah, the back and forth or something, I guess. Or it's like, oh, you didn't say that. You did this instead. And and just having like the extra, you know, camaraderie in there and stuff really comes through. And uh, uh, it's nice to hear people having fun, um, remembering, you know, times together and, and family and gaming and, and, you know, just friends getting together, acting stupid sometimes. Yeah. You know, and, and, and having those, those extra voices and stuff, you know, it's like, oh, this reminds me. Yeah, this is just like when my sister did that, or all oh, this reminds me of that. And I definitely um, appreciate all the feedback and stuff like that because most of the time it's people talking to me about it. Um, you know, people listen to podcasts when they're busy; they don't want to stop and like respond to something. So, so I always say it's important to go on the Zach Pack Instagram uh, if you want to just direct message me anything. Um, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Uh, but. When it comes down to it, um, you know, it's always fun having multiple people. Yeah. And I'm in school, uh, so I can't necessarily get new mics currently. I think I have a way of that soon. Cross your fingers. I get another two mics in the next couple months. And uh, if that pans out, I think uh, multiple people podcasts would be a, a bigger thing because they're fun. And yeah. Again, you can have these round tables and you can kind of go back and forth with different items, I guess. Necess- you wouldn't necessarily be able to do with two people. Uh, what's more minds, more something? There's some slogan or something like that. Yeah. But well, and, and the thing, too, is, and, and, you know, you can go, you can get, go the cheap route, mm-hmm. but as buy it nice or buy it twice. Yeah. Thank you, Cruz. As we've heard. <laughs> well, just to replicate this, I, I think this board right now, like this, this brought me up a huge tier. Like, I genuinely think the board is like you've got carrying huge, some of the you've work. got huge expansion, yeah, capability with this. Yeah, so I can see me using this board up until you hit the forever intentionally. I mean, I don't know how I would upgrade this board to be honest. I really don't unless I'm having someone else like monitor it, which I wouldn't want to do. Yeah. But if I get to that point where someone else is doing my, my leveling editing and stuff, I just need bigger cables, like longer cables. Oh yeah. The XLR. Yeah. That would be it. But well, uh, plus your band is going to need more mics. The so. band mics. That's true. The band well, they mics. can go in channel five. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You can just we'll process it through the computer. Yeah. We'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> Hey, thanks again for uh, having me on. Thanks for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. Um, and just as a statement, while the uh, the music's going to fade in and then Outro. fade out, um, I've been converted from a pure green to maybe pure red. We don't talk about that too much. Nice. So much removal, so much zapping, yeah, so much it's fire. A change. It's such a change. So much fire. Get it. Have fun, everybody. Later. Play, buy more magic. Buy more magic cards.